meant to be. Why would you look at me? Because <laughs> I know that you don't know how to read. <laughs> with that. Well, well, we might. Hey, everybody. This is Jeff. It is episode 181. Andy, you got a beer full of... I got a beer full of glass. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, how's it going? Oh, man. Not dead yet, man. Yeah, we've been AWOL, but guess who's not? Scotty! Hey! Hey, okay. Horses. Uh, hey. Yeah. yeah, we have been AWOL. Apologies to uh, all of our millions of listeners out there. I think we're right, right behind Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> right, right behind him, yeah. Right behind him. Which means the view is going to come for us, too. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if those of you were worried, oh did we get canceled? <clears throat> uh, no. Temporarily. Self-inflicted, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we're protesting. <laughs> we were protesting. We took ourselves off. Zach pulled oh, a growing. It was sure. really difficult to get back into the seat. Did you say growing? Yes. Okay. You're gr- growing. Exactly. You're, One waiter has not, to it. He's not stopped growing. growing. <laughs> is that what you call a boner? <laughs> pulled a growing. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Was it the hip flexor? Uh, putting the bros in bros, bibles, and beers since uh, 1942. Wait, what? Aren't you glad mm-hmm. you tuned in, listener? Aren't you glad you got this download? <laughs> Going right into your ear holes? Oh, man. You were excited. All of the ear holes. I feel like, as Andy would even say. though we're not going to talk about Rogan, except for maybe now for just a second, uh, maybe the episode title should be some version of... Um, Rogan totally apologizes for misinformation or (laughs) Rogan rejects the idea that he's missing. You know, he Rogan, I don't know if you guys saw, he did a little mini episode, maybe his shortest episode in the history of the universe because they're all three hours if you're a good guest. Um, It was like eight minutes long of him just filming himself kind of talking about the backlash. Neil Young is what I'm referring to and other people uh, has Spotify accepted his request to be let go because apparently he couldn't just pull his stuff based on the agreement spotify Wait, had, had they to release let, him yeah they released him oh what yeah so neil young is no longer on spotify wait wait whoa they released neil young not yeah not not Joe rogan. rogan no, no. oh because neil young put out the yeah. yes thank thing. you yeah storytelling not my forte neil young gave an ultimatum hey it's either me or rogan because uh, rogan is uh, under fire for certain guests and quote I'll do bunny ears misinformation. That was so anticlimactic. That's (laughs) that's 2006 Los Angeles Lakers. Smush Parker. It's me or Kobe. I know. (laughs) I know. There's a little bit of that. And then so Rogan kind of responded because he's in the news a lot more than probably he wants to be. And he did a little episode. It's worth listening to. It's, It's very reasonable. He doesn't apologize. He says, hey, maybe with some of these controversial guests, I should put a disclaimer at the beginning. Maybe I'll do that. That seems reasonable to me, um, but it's just funny. I saw a couple headlines, like TMZ had a headline of like, Joe Rogan says that he he won't be promoting misinformation anymore, something like that, which I saw he that. didn't do. Something like that. Um, and then, uh, what's his name? The, the guy that used to work for the Young Turks, Ruben Report, Dave yeah, Rubin. Yeah. The headline of his episode, every, all the podcasters are like talking about Rogan, so they have Rogan in the title and it gets more clicks. That's why we should title this the bros take down Rogan or something like that. Bros, Bibles, beer, Rogan. Yeah, that's it. And, and so Dave Rubens was a version of like Ro- Rogan rejecting the, uh, I don't remember exactly what it was. I should have pulled it up, but it's just so funny how people glom on. And um, anyways. Well, is podcasting under attack? Some would say so. 
Some would. <laughs> some would. Some might. Yeah. It's the next. It's the next. Uh, some say. It's the next parlor. Well, if you think about it, it's not unreasonable to think podcasting overall gets much more viewership slash listenership than mainstream or corporate press. And um, if and there's a lot of ad dollars going into podcasting and such. So, you know, there could be a pushback against podcasting. And when you have the audience that Rogan does, you're going to be under scrutiny more. Yeah, it's way diluted. I mean, there's that that's a factor, but. Right. But Rogan Rogan's like 11 million l- listeners a month. He he gets a billion listens a year. Like so it's it's a lot. Like he gets more than a, I think a, a more than 11 million a month. Like he's Maybe that's individual listeners and then there's downloads is separate downloads from is different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's they keep saying he's like the biggest podcaster ever, but I that might be short selling it. He might be the biggest, biggest broadcaster broadcaster ever as far as yeah. yearly downloads, yeah, which does, is incredible. Does that make you guys feel better, worse, or indifferent to being a podcaster? All I'm thinking about is Joe Rogan asking somebody on Fear Factor, are you going to get in with the centipedes and whatever it was? Yeah. And now... There he is. At yeah. the end, it was Donkey Come. <laughs> That's what Jesus. ended it. Yeah. Are you gonna people eat? were drinking yeah. the whales? But he would he would drink it sometimes too. I think uh, he would drink some of that nasty shake on the show. Yeah. No, they. That, I think, well, that what I think Zach just described. I won't repeat it because I'm a gentleman. But that was the one that got him canceled. I should have said semen. That's more <laughs> appropriate. Now, what's going to be interesting though is. Uh, you have these podcasting platforms. So on the iPhone, yeah. you have that iTunes or iCast or whatever. And on the, if you have a Google phone or an Android, uh, you can, they have their own podcasting app. And so yeah. wh- why aren't they uh, censoring, censoring quote unquote loosely uh, podcasts like they do on YouTube? Uh, why aren't they doing that yet? That, so that could might come. be coming. Yeah. I, I enjoy, I love the medium of podcasts, whether video or just audio. Um, and, and I enjoy me some Rogan and I, I hate that I even have to feel the need to be like, I don't always agree with Rogan, but it's like, listen to something or don't and take the good throughout the bad. You know, you're not going to agree with anybody. If you agree with anybody that you like listening to a hundred percent, you're doing something wrong. You're not paying attention. Um, so it's a little bit it's a little bit uh, concerning that there's so much momentum or like people, there'll be like a mob mentality where the mob just kind of goes after a sacrificial lamb um, until it gets what it wants. And guess what? It never really gets what it wants. <laughs> it just moves on to the next thing. And um, right. Yeah. Never satisfied. Joe Rogan is the Enron of podcasting. <laughs> He's too big to fail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so with that in mind, Jeff, thank you so much for bringing us a beverage from our local, one of our local favorite spots, Docent Brewing, San Juan Capistrano, where the beer flows like wine and the salmon instinctively flock like the. Sa- I just jacked up that like quote. The, yeah, like, like the. They should have the something there. They don't. Of Capistrano, the swallows, swallows. of Capistrano. Yes, yeah. we the are. Beer flows like yeah, wine. We are drinking the IPA. Seven point two percent, I believe it is. Gimme, which is definitely one of my faves, if not my top, at Docent. 
It's very tasty. It's like you read the label backwards just now. I I I, I got into it. And I'm like I'm I'm pot this committed. The, I'm going this backwards. This is the IPA made with hops and some barley, and there's malt involved, and it's seven point two percent. And it's a beer. It's, and it's a beer named Gimme. I actually don't know the uh, IBUs for you beer nerds, but if I had to guess, I'd say it's about sixty three IBUs international beer bitter, units. Beer bitter bitter beer. <laughs> and uh, Scotty, what are you drinking over there? Oh, I'm taking it back. To the old school. I, this might is this is the one that's oh you're the king all? of the king of beers old fool Budweiser old cool yeah so cool uh, Stone IPA oh okay the original I think I think that's the original West Coast big IPA. craft beer it just yeah. exploded yeah and I remember man going to that brewery that's like that was beer mecca on the West Coast and uh, before there were any like breweries around now they're now they're everywhere generally. And so the need to go to Stone is kind of diminished. Yep. It's a very cool spot if you're in the San Diego area. It's worth it's worth going to. It's huge. Bring the whole family. Nice beer garden. Crap. So mm, crappy food. You have some you have something <laughs> open on your thigh, Zach. I do. For the listener, his phone is sitting on his thigh and it's got something on it. And my thigh is slightly open towards Jeff. I just want to sh- uh, explain my body language. I'm I'm open to receiving your. I mean, you feel exposed. I, I feel exposed as well. Okay. So what's on the phone? Thanks, Andy. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. There are letters. This is from RelevantMagazine.com, and it's something that popped up. Uh, well, I saw a few weeks ago when we were going to actually podcast, but we got derailed by many different issues. Uh, can't even so talk many about issues. Too soon. Continue. Hey, so, quick diversion. Christmas. We are we are in the process of working out being able to live stream uh, on various video platforms like YouTube. So if you go to youtube.com and search bros, Bibles and beer, uh, you should find us. We do have a channel with a few episodes that are up only just audio from like way back in the day. So there's no reason to look at it yet, but there's reason to subscribe because then you'll get notified when we go live and uh, hopefully it'll happen within the next few episodes and You'll get to interact in real time and see our um, our faces for radio. Yeah, we're can, not going to disappoint. Can you just tweet at us? Somehow let us know. Hit us on one of the socials. Is this something you even care about? Would you watch it? Would you watch our beautiful, mm. symmetrical faces mm-hmm. uh, as we podcast together? Is that something that you care yeah. about? Yeah. Would you watch Scott's condescending eye rolls as mm-hmm. he listened to me say almost anything? They're, they're glorious. <laughs> there was. <laughs> But this article is entitled, Would You Watch Jeff Fall Asleep (laughs) When Theology Gets Talked About? (laughs) When the Bible is actually read, would you watch Jeff not off? Um, What does loving God with all your mind actually look like? Article from Relevant Magazine. Um, And there's kind of a cool quote. I'll just, before you guys go into whatever you feel like you should go into, a man, an individual uh, named Vincent Donovan they have a quote that leads off the article it says, never accept and be content with unanalyzed assumptions, assumptions about the work, about the people and about the church or Christianity. Never be afraid to ask questions about the work we have inherited or the work we are doing. There is no question that should not be asked or that is outlawed. The day we are completely satisfied with what we have been doing, the day we have found the perfect unchangeable system of work the perfect answer, never in need of being corrected again, 
On that day, we will know that we are wrong and that we have made the greatest mistake of all. So, with that in mind... Uh, I should question what he just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and how does that relate to um, loving God with all your mind? Is well, that- I, think, I think they set it up and the article uh, fleshes it out a little bit. I think it's there as kind of like a tone setter of um, trying to grasp God with your mind. If you feel like you're on this quest to love God with all your mind, if you feel like you've nailed it, you're, you've done the opposite. You haven't nailed it. I think is the heart of that. Like the day you grasp God and think you've figured God out is the day you're not thinking about God, which I, is a butchering of that quote. I, the thing that reminded me of was a recent message messaging platform Voxer thread that we had with a friend who was, who I don't think he would call himself a believer. I think you're trying to explain, help him know that he's a, he, he's probably agnostic. He has referred to himself as an atheist, but every time I talk to him, I'm like, you, you have a lot of questions and that's good, but it's a little less atheistic and more agnostic-ish. And I think one of his arguments that he was putting forth that was a struggle for him was the, I, I believe he was either saying that he was personally or he just experienced uh, in the general ethos of Christianity, the uh, discouraging questions just the the discouragement of questions and 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 doubts and that that's that's not allowed and it's it's like the bumper sticker bumper sticker christianity uh bible says it i believe it that settles it yep um and this i think kind of speaks to the to the opposite of that right that kind of this this is encouraging us to uh to be able to ask those questions and dig in and not not be afraid of that. That's where I'm thinking the the mind portion is coming in. Yeah, like there's no no questions are off limits. And uh, from personal experience, when I, and I'm head over heels a few years ago, going through what a lot of people would call deconstruction. Um, now I now re- realize you're always kind of constructing while you're deconstructing. There's always in and out. Um, there's it's much more interchangeable than just tearing down. Um, but talking to with a close friend at the time and, and he was just encouraging me. Yeah. These, these questions are really, really good. Just, I was questioning the Bible cause I was full on inerrant believer in the in- inerrancy of scripture. And that was kind of coming away. And so he was encouraging me to keep asking questions. And I think as I kept asking questions, eventually it shifted to, well, you kind of want to be careful. You don't get on the slippery, slippery slope. And to him, it was like a slippery yeah. slope towards atheism or away from God, whatever that looked like. And so it, it, it's shifted from keep asking those questions. Those are good to like, I don't think I have the answer or, and you're challenging me in a way that's uncomfortable. And I'm, I'm afraid you might lose your faith if you keep asking these types of questions, which is a little bit counter to what this gentleman, I'm assuming Vincent is a gentleman. Um, I like that idea. No questions are off limits. Do you guys have any off limit questions? Zach, you just said no questions are off limits. Oh no, obviously. <laughs> well, according to Vincent, and and I and Jen, I think, yeah, if you're honestly and earnestly seeking the truth, nothing should be off limits. All the questions should be acceptable, in my opinion. But do you guys have any differences about that? Questions off limits. I I don't know about off limits, but I do think that um, part of what you were describing there is. There is, there is, uh, 
there is a culture of deconstruction that takes pride and almost joy in deconstruction minus the reconstruction. And, yeah, I could see that. And uh, it's it's not the same thing, but it, it does feel like it's related to maybe, I, I don't know the details of the the story that you're describing for yourself, but it does feel like maybe at some point when you were starting to go down the rabbit hole, it's like uh, you start falling into confirmation bias where now all you're doing is looking for more reasons to uh, to trash your the belief that you were raised with, right? Um, and the whole the whole time I, I was just thinking about this was uh, a friend of mine had recently uh, I think posted this maybe doesn't matter the the statement uh, doubt your doubts and believe your beliefs. I could get on board with that. Uh, well, it's it's so that's that. So he's, I guess, asking the question, what are your beliefs and how did you arrive at those beliefs? Uh, and then the doubts is, if you're asking questions, what are you doing with the answers that you do receive? Are you, yeah. are you, are you taking those answers as serious as the things you're now presenting as questions? Because sometimes those questions aren't questions sure yeah <laughs> there are statements uh 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 worded as as questions uh so yeah you gotta take you know like you said andy t- taking pride in in deconstructing um uh like oh and i i'm the free thinker and the people that believe and i'm not saying necessarily you that you think this way zach but some might um uh, take the they they now they they now take the position of they're the free thinker, uh, the system that they left. They're the they they're not really thinking about these things. They just believe them, um, or don't have good evidence for what they believe. Um, and you don't think that that's what you're doing, right? At the, at the same right. time, right. and I, I've definitely been guilty of that. So another bumper sticker, B I B L E spells Bible, Jeff. Um, and <laughs> well, thanks Zach. <laughs> and I've seen a bumper sticker that says basic instructions before leaving earth. And I had a version of that belief <laughs> growing up. Like I had a version of that, like combined with the Bible says it, I believe it, that settles it. South Orange County. That's a uh, not of this world. That's <laughs> yeah. the version. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, and so I just explained that bumper sticker to one of my kids. Not of this what, world. What, that, what does that bumper sticker mean? Um, <laughs> it's the Area 51 thing, kid. <laughs> <laughs> but having kind of like a, not realizing how simple my faith was and believing it, like a, thinking it was 100% true. And then when I realized, oh, life is a little bit more complex than this. Um, and then when you're, my belief changes, like moving into a new version of like, oh, this is true. And anybody that's different says, says other, other than this, you know, shaking the finger back at my former self or people like me, like my former self, um, just falling into a new version of fundamentalism. And so I, I do like the doubt your doubts, um, because it's good to always be questioning. No questions are off limits about, let's just say faith or the Bible, keep asking those questions. But if you come to new conclusions, always be testing that too. Don't fall into the old version of like, I was totally certain about things. 
Yeah. And I changed. And then you instantly forget about how certain you were before. And you think you're immune to making the same mistakes, but you're not. And so. Don't, yeah. tr- don't trade one level of certainty for another. Right. <laughs> right. And learn that you can, I confuse certainty with, with faith and belief. And now realizing like you can hold things as beliefs and faiths and, even really strong opinions and also not be totally certain about them. And that's okay, which can feel really weird if you're not used to, to operating that way. And I wasn't for a while. I mean, Scott saw me being a new fundamentalist against, (laughs) against him, you know, there were times. Yes. And, and going, Andy, going back to your, your friend. um, Yeah. um, And, and I, I see this sometimes uh, where people they're complain, say complaining. Um, they're presenting an, a, a reason why they've sh- shifted their beliefs. Yeah, based upon this, based upon what other people are doing. So, like, let's say other Christians are. Mm. Oh, they're saying these things. Um, but but then, why is that a reason to? Like, I don't see that as a reason to leave Christianity because those people are not. Oh, like, like bad, by, bad examples of Christians. Yeah, those people are not the they're not the Bible. They're not like what's being necessarily being they're not they are not what is presented as Christianity. They are people who are saying they're Christians who are saying things. So why make why connect them and, and yeah. it just seems like they're not they don't realize that they're doing that, but but they they somehow don't make the separation between what someone says and what the Bible says. Those people are the Washington generals of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Timely reference. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I just lost my train of thought. I'm looking at Jeff. And, well, then I'll chime well, in. Yeah. So I, I think thinking of our friends that, or friend that you were re- referring to, I think I know who it is. Um, does not like having questions and like struggling with, you know what can what can possibly be true in my brain and and if i can't if i can't like reason this out then god can't be you know there is no existence of god or um and i think some people do that and they as you said you know asking questions they kind of run themselves right out of their beliefs and I'm like, well, wait a second. Don't, I mean, if that was your end, if that's where you ended up and you kept asking questions to get there, wouldn't you continue to ask questions to maybe get back or have just continue the conversation? Yeah. And when we were, when you first, uh, you know, brought this article, uh, Zach, I started taking notes, which is what I was looking for. And the, the idea of unity over uniformity. Yep. And and unity is we're unified on Christ and this life that was lived and passed on to us through spirit. And then there's uniformity. And you uniformity is like you have to be in this box. It's like a club and if you don't if you're not doing all of this then then you're out. And that's what destroys yeah. um you know as this person, I think that's just is it destroys a person's um, ability to 
just be faithful in Christ because that's where we're unified. Bringing up, you know, the inerrancy of the Bible and saying, oh, you know, oh, you, this is, I don't think this is true. I think uh, I'm not exactly sure if this, what if this is not true? Then is like, does your faith derail? Because that would be uniformity as opposed to unity over what is actually the most important thing mm-hmm. is Christ. So I, I, <clears throat> I struggle with in individuals that are like, I, I think I, I question so much that yeah. I just came up with the answers and there's no way God exists. Well, can I just do a real quick? Yeah. Andy, are yeah. you going to be able to put a pin in that? I got it. I just want to say about um, this person has uh, been a listener slash is a listener. And so if they will know who they are. And I just want to say like that they are still asking good questions. Yes, and totally. It's not about like now I have it solved and I need to disprove it for you guys. It's it's more like I'm not there anymore, but there's still clearly an interest. Like why why would Paul say this and then you know in other passage it seems to say otherwise or like you know whatever good questions they're yeah. they're still searching and which is what I love and that's if we get back to opinions on uh, what we, what it means to love God with your mind that's part of it for me is like always going down going the questions and and testing testing your beliefs and testing yourself, testing what other people say, but Andy, unpin what you had. No, I love, well, I think the, the, the term deconstruction as a metaphor is really, really great because when we, in, in reality, when we talk about deconstruction, there is the implication of reconstruction and, and the part that I was kind of alluding to before, which is, uh, which makes me a little sad to be honest, is is when that when deconstruction and, and demolition get conflated, and I and I do think that there is a a there is a culture of of demolition, and that's not new. I guess there's people who've just decided, and and that relates to the confirmation bias thing, where uh, for for a myriad reasons, it just feels like a full out rebellion as opposed to putting things back together. If you're looking, if you're looking for a way out, right. That, that is, uh, so I just imagine like the deconstruction is someone who has taken down the house and they've brought it down to the studs. Right. And that's all that's left. And they've, they've, they've literally taken a sledgehammer to the things that were false and the things that were wrong, but the studs and the foundation are there. And those are the things that are good. And they start to rebuild the house around those, those, fundamental truths, the reality of who Jesus is. And that picture is beautiful. And so anyone who says deconstruction without, without finishing the idea of reconstruction around the goodness and the reality is missing the picture. And that's why I think there's part of me wants them to be honest with themselves and say, I'm going for demolition, which is, Mm everything's destroyed and there's no intention of building it back again. If you're going to do that, okay, then you're going to do that. And that's where you're going. But, but, um, and in my city, if you do that, you got to pull more permits. There's so many new, permits. To pull. <laughs> it's so expensive. You got to keep up a wall of foundation. You don't even know, but, but, but I, I yeah. So, so I do think, of, I do think about that. And, and, and it even comes back to that, like earlier quote of like, doubt your doubts, believe your beliefs, bring healthy skepticism in that, be able to check yourself, be able to ask yourself, do I have, am, am I bringing my own intentions into this scenario because of hurt, because of pain, because of confusion? 
and I'm looking for a way to, you know, press the ejector button. I'm mixing metaphors a little bit here, but I love it. It's what we do. Mm. You learned it, probably learned it from me. It's my dyslexia. I was so pregnant. Pause. I have, I have a lot to say about this, but go ahead, Jeff. This was just, this were my final thoughts on this when we initially talked about it. Thank God. (laughs) Right. Hey, (laughs) Jeff finally says a sentence, Scott, and now you're all over him. He was thinking God. He was thanking God for you. How dare you? No, Jeff, he thinks so. Definitely. No, no questions are outlawed, and you're never satisfied. There's no, in Mm. which I, there's, and it's probably might be a, different in it might be a different ballpark but i think content like as believers we're to be content but at the same time like keep asking questions keep digging and i'm like is wait content is like i'm satisfied with where Mm. i'm at i believe in christ i i know my creator and my heavenly father and then on the other side it's like keep asking questions keep like, do not be, it's like, uh, like our wives, you know, as a husband, it's like, I got you figured out. It's like, that's a dangerous. Speak for yourself, dude. Okay. That's a dangerous place. That's I don't a, have your wife figured out. Yeah, that's a dangerous place to go like, nah, I got, I got women figured out. And next thing you know, you, you know, yeah. you're in trouble. And that seems to be the same thing. Like, don't stop being um, curious about, God about our creator. Don't stop digging yeah. for more and to have great conversations with people to where they are, they become, uh, their minds get electrified because my goodness, there's something greater here. And if you're a believer and you keep asking questions, then, you know, what is this that I'm a part of? And, and there's this greater, yeah, this greater thing, um, you know, beyond us. So, uh, I just my thought, my last thought was, you know, we live in a constant battle between frustration, confusion, and flat out scared state of mind, coupled with the satisfaction of the search and commitment to perfect love for people, because that's what this life is. We're like, we're never going to be Jesus, and we're constantly like frustrated with the things that happen in life. I'm like, why is this not working out? It's supposed to, you know, I'm a believer. I'm, I'm everything is supposed to go smoothly. And it, that's not the case. It's like, it's a, it's a challenging yeah. life, but yeah. that is, uh, I mean, that's, that's the life of a believer. You're like, you fighting for everything because Jesus did that for us. So yeah. I, uh, I, I, I don't start starting that sentence over. I want to say this definitely applies and me. I want to emphasize it in, from spiritual belief. Just take it out into whatever belief you have. Oftentimes like your, your core spiritual beliefs will affect how you believe other things or the way you look at other things. But gosh, we're in such a society of dogma politically on both sides, all sides to where there's just not a lot of questioning of your assumptions going on, especially not in public because no weakness can be perceived. Um, even to double down on that, uh, uh, it's not even skepticism. It's um, heavy negative sentiment towards towards anyone who would consider co- questioning 
Right. It's it's don't it's it's not even people aren't doing it. It's if if that thought comes to mind, it is wholly rejected. Don't even dare do that. Yeah. Yeah, fundamentalism is definitely I don't think people realize it, but it's very much in vogue and um if you have a hard time understanding why somebody believes something or or you you find yourself thinking like what the what the f are they how would they even think that like i can't believe they would even it's like you haven't done any work to understand get into somebody else's shoes and this goes for no matter what direction you you're going politically or split sp- spiritually spiritually i'm like a one beer in this is not true spelunking well and i think going back to Jeff, what you were saying, um, I think that the Bible is written in such a way that there's a simplicity to certain aspects of it, like mm-hmm. the gospel. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't. But the gospel is also complex. Uh, so to understand part of it might be fairly simple, but it's written in such a way where you can't like it's. You don't just read it and go, yeah, I understand. You've got to like read it, dig into it, read it again, um, especially for uh, for us that are a couple thousand years removed. Um, That's di- everybody. <laughs> digging in. Yeah. Digging in. Um, well, Jeff, a little more. <laughs> he's a little closer. Actually, it's fewer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, digging in, digging in deeper. And, you know, we're, we're going through the book of revelation in my, uh, Tuesday night study and just like, dude, what I'm re- like, are we last week we went in, we went over the seven spirits before the throne of God. And I was like looking at him, like, I don't know what this means. How, how are you like, what do you, what are, what do you mean? Seven spirits before the throne of God? Is that the Holy spirit? Is it? angels what do these seven spirits do like i i think it's and th- and that's like throughout throughout scripture is god reveals himself in a certain way to to certain people but he doesn't reveal everything all at once um i think i haven't read that that relevant article um that would be podcast prep and why would we do that <laughs> yeah why would we do that <laughs> uh uh but loving god with all your mind that's part of it is seeking not not just what the bible says but what what it what it means what is god trying to communicate to us how is he yeah. revealing himself to us dude that's so good i'm cheating che- che- well i'm cheating a little bit because it, it ties into this thing that i was reading um a uh, book called how the bible actually works i just am at the top of it but i highlighted a point that the guy had made here and so i want to get your reaction to this cuz it's related it says he says um when we come to the Bible expecting it to be an instructional manual intended by God to give us unwavering, cement-hard certainty about our faith, we're actually creating problems for ourselves because, as I've come to see, the Bible wasn't designed to meet that expectation. In other words, the problems, he puts that in quotes, we encounter when reading the Bible are really problems we create for ourselves when we harbor the misguided expectation that the Bible is designed primarily to provide clear answers. So I would I would say in, may, maybe in part, but I, excuse me, <laughs> this, <laughs> this IPA this IPA is getting me it's getting me gassy. Um, so why 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 doesn't he say why doesn't he back off of the 
abs- what seems to be an absolutist statement. The Bible isn't meant to be um, give us clear direction. Like, the Bible isn't meant to be absolutist. <laughs> <laughs> like why? Why wouldn't he say say uh, there are parts that are clear and that are absolutist, um, and and then say, but there are, but uh, but there are parts that are not. And so we need to be careful on how we interpret each part. Because he's doing an introduction to a book. And so there's going to be generalities. Yeah. Because uh, for example, uh, like don't commit adultery. Is that, is that uh, ambiguous or is that uh, uh, like absolute? Like it was because Jesus needed to clarify it in the new Testament. No, he he didn't clarify it. He made it more stringent. That's Jesus. What I meant. Jesus made adultery more stringent, but, but the idea of <laughs> you're married and uh, doing things outside of that marriage, yeah, um, is that is that ambiguous or is that, is that pretty clear? No, but the more the normal person would probably the normal non Christian kind of go back and go, yeah, but Old Testament, like how many wives did they have, and why was that okay? Like that feels weird, right? Yeah, and, and he kind of calls out some of that stuff. Like it's not meant to be read as as your like Apple terms and conditions, which nobody reads. Uh, but it's not meant to be. Why'd you look at me? Because <laughs> I know that you don't know how to read. <laughs> well, uh, but, but but anyway. So so I thought I yeah that that just struck me as you as you mentioned that. Um, it's funny said, you mentioned that book. We were uh, on a recent little road trip. Uh, Lisa and I were listening to that book. Oh, you were? Yeah, it's funny. Which, and it's a Pete Enns book, and he reads it himself. And if you, re, if you listen or read Pete Enns, and this goes to Scott's question about like why, why didn't he, you could, he could have gone more clarificationing uh, on the introduction. And he does because this is the third out of a string. Like the Bible tells me so was the first one, then yeah. the sin of certainty, and then this one. And it, if you kind of go one, two, Spoiler. three, you already kind of know. Uh, kind of where he's at in his direction. So there's a little bit of that, but it's, it's, those are all worth chewing on and, and, uh, taking in what's good and leaving out what you disagree with. And, uh, but anyways, keep going. Uh, Go I, yeah. I just liked, I just liked him presenting that it's, it's not helpful to read the Bible, Bible, um, from a rigid perspective, which t- tries to take your own modern day interpretation right. of things and apply it like blindly across all these various types of writings between the narrative, between the poetic, between the historical types of writings that are within the Bible. And so you were kind of describing this earlier of just like, how are we interpreting and, and reading the Bible and, and what's basically our, how, how, how our view of interpreting the Bible informs our belief system effectively. Right. And so if, if we are just, it's, if it is the, uh, uh, basic instructions before leaving earth mm-hmm. bumper sticker. Um, that is a ridiculous, ridiculously oversimplified statement that if the, the moment you start to like poke holes in it, it just collapses. It's a silly statement. Right. Wait, wait, why, I, why is it a silly statement? Basic instructions before leaving earth. Yeah. Why because, is it silly? Be, because it, I'm questioning everything guys. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Because I think it's 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 safe to say that um, to to well then we could we could imagine that we we could take liberties of like dashing babies against rocks because God did that in the Old Testament like well, well but but so but that's an interpretive thing like do we whatever right. God whatever God does 
are we supposed to do that? And was that a command given for everybody? Right. So when you say basic and like basic instructions, I know um, like, the whole Bible. They're all basic instructions. That's what no, I'm saying. No, so, no, that well, no, that's that. That might be the issue. Why would you say that, that it's all basic instructions? Exactly. for everybody of all time. <laughs> I I know. Why would you that's say that? That's what some people believe, and that's no, why they that, put that. No, bump. no one, no one believes that. It, no, no one believes that anything. That's what the bumper sticker says. No, it doesn't. <laughs> say, that's not what the bumper sticker means. It doesn't say parts of the Bible are basic instructions. <laughs> no, 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 it says Bible. Why would you take ba- no, basic but, instructions? But you, why would you? Earth. Why would you take it that way? You you know they don't mean that everything written in the Bible is an instruction for us to follow. I think like, some people I think some would people you? would disagree with you. Like no, they who, like who I disagree you, with you. Who do you think like point me to somebody, point me to somebody who says that everything written in the Bible is what we should follow. Um I I will I will agree and disagree <laughs> with you. His name is Derek. <laughs> Derek Turgeon. Derek Turgeon and Charles Margenson. Not Charles. He gets pissed when you make that mistake. It's Charles, Charles no, Margenson. No one, no one believes that we should go that we should today go and, and seek out the Canaanites and destroy them. But the <laughs> Bible the Bible says it. I believe it. That settles it. These are like these are uh bosom buddies, so to speak, in in terms of uh a, a strain of cultural theological beliefs in in but, the but, western but no one US. believes no one believes what you're saying you can't say that no um, no one, absolutely i can, i i i you am, can't say i that. concur I, I am i am he can't pretty, say it but i don't know if it's true. i am pretty confident that no one that the people that made that sticker uh, meant what you're saying okay and so and so if you're so Not, talk, hold, can, can talking we have about, a conversation talking about because de- you're, you're you're challenging and i want to yeah. give a little yeah, yeah, but I mean, just forth. talking about deconstruction. I'd like to give a little color to this. Talking about deconstruction and, and, and treating arguments fairly. Yeah, which the deconstructionists want to be treated fairly. It's so. But then you're going to take you're going to take a statement and then treat it as hyper literally as possible. That doesn't sound fair. Bible so says you, it. I believe it. That settles it. What do, What do you think that means? It, it doesn't mean that we should go out and seek seek out the Canaanites to destroy them. What do you think it means? Well, <laughs> what do you think? Not what do you not think it means? What do yeah. you think that means? So, so the basic commandments for godliness, like like how 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 we're instructed to live as Christians in this world. So, part of the Bible says it. I believe that part of the Bible that settles it. Uh, dude, but again, it, again, you're not, you're not. I know, I know. You're I'm not. Making, all right, you're not. You're not treating I know what it fairly. I'm doing. <laughs> so, if you, if, if I know you, exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, but if you're gonna set that standard, um, to treat something hyper literally like that. Then, then you should expect that, expect that back. And that's so that, kind. Of, that's kind of though. That's to PN's point is that very often, if you hold that view, if you start actually reading the Bible and paying attention, it's going to be a recipe for trouble because you are going to run into conflicts in narrative depending on the passage, the differences in the Gospels, the differences in the birth narratives, and so if if it sure. has everything has to be a historic fact down to the T which to some people it is. Ken Ham tells his followers, if you don't believe in a literal six-day creation exactly as outlined, the gospel is wrong and you will not get it right. And and it's a version of the Bible says it, I believe that there settles it. Yeah. So, so let's go with, so let's go with uh, Pete Enns book, uh, it's not, The Sin of what Certainty. I'm not, what I'm not saying, real quick, what I'm not, what I agree with you in is that most people, if you were to pick out a specific story, they would have, a, they would probably nuance it a little bit as a, 
they wouldn't take the bumper sticker approach if you were right. to, most people are going to bend they're not going to do it a, a blanket that's the template and i'm not wavering from it because that's not what that that's but not what that in bumper general, sticker what, means what that will to a lot of people what it means though is that because david is praying for god to destroy his enemies and to batch babies off while they would say we shouldn't do that now that's up to god and they believe that about god that god will in fact take vengeance on enemies in a way that we don't get to do maybe, but they'll believe it, that that's God's nature by taking that approach. Yeah, and that's what, yeah. where I think it's problematic because you're going to use that version of God's nature and like marry it with some of the depictions of God's nature in, in the New Testament. And I know we're different on this, Scott, where <laughs> you think it's one nature. I think it's different <laughs> understandings of God's nature. And so yeah. that that becomes the rub. Yeah, and, and, and so... So that this example in the Psalms of of David praying for the babies bashing or for 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 God to repay David's enemies by bashing their babies against the rocks, um, that is not a basic instruction for humans to do. So the bumper sticker at least doesn't mean that we should go out and bash babies against the rocks, right? So and so the hyperliteral. So if we, t- if we take if we take the Peden's book, the sin of certainty. Okay, uh, so being certain is a sin. So if Pete Enns makes a, a certain claim in that book, that's a sin. If we if so if we're if we're gonna you're take being that, kind of a literalist exactly that's my point is that if you're gonna take that that b i b l e bumper sticker hyper literally yeah that's the standard you're setting up so then expect that on anything you say so if Pete Enns makes a say a certain statement in his book that's a sin he shouldn't do that. I don't even know where to go with this. I feel like you're drowning in a sea of uh, litigiousness right now. All, <laughs> I don't all, know. All I we're all, taking we're supposed to take things hyper literally. No, that's we're not. Standard, not. That's what I'm saying. That's my point. That's, but, we're not supposed to do that. I don't. But, but, I don't think anyone don't, in this room is nobody, suggesting that we should yeah. take things hyper literally. You are by by saying that B I B L E means that any any statement made in the Bible is what we should. Follow. He doesn't have it on his car. People that do often take the Bible very literally in but, ways that are unhelpful <laughs> and dangerous. So now you're now you now you're you're changing. Go ahead, Jeff. No, no, sorry. Before we go any further. I don't have that bumper sticker on my car. I would never have that I, bumper sticker. I never sticker. said you did. I would you're never taking, ever put a bumper sticker on my car. Taking, I don't have any bumper stickers you're on take, my car. You're taking a bumper sticker and, and interpreting it hyper-literally. The Bible says it. I believe it. That settles it. The sin of certainty. If you're certain about something, it's a sin. That, that's Pete's book. It's not Andy. What? Uh, what's I, your no, point? My point is using the standard that you're applying to that bumper sticker. I said that's over, that's a way oversimplification. So that, that was the beginning of my statement, which is that it's a way oversimplification. And, and it's also trying to tie a, a one-to-one between everything that, that exists within the Bible. That's, that's treating the Bible like Apple's terms and conditions to use Pete's, um, Pete's, Pete's comment. How, there. Well, how, how, I'm, I'm saying that that assessment is hyper-literalization. I don't think people are doing that. Then why have the but bumper sticker your, on their car? But at why, the end of why, the day, that's just your opinion. So you think, why write okay, a, why, which is okay. Why you write a book? Opinion. Why write a book called that? Sin of Certainty. I feel it's, like you're angry at Pete ends, and we're not really I, talking I'm not, about that. I'm not, I don't, I'm I don't using, know that book, but I but just I, just going by the title. You don't you just going by the title. The Sin of Certainty. Are, uh, my my point is, you're taking something hyper hyper literally. We we heard it. You said that multiple times, and and you've responded back multiple times. Yes. So how many circles do you want to do? However, I I'm I'm here all night. Or till I get kicked out. Um, <laughs> so, Scott, Scott, do you think though? Do you think it's an oversimplification? 
that bumper sticker? Yeah, well, well if just if, generally, I, I, think, I can't I, read everybody's heart that has that bumper sticker. Exactly. If we're gonna if we're gonna treat it semi fairly, why wouldn't we take like the instructions of Jesus to love our neighbor? Why wouldn't that be like something? Or why wouldn't a why podcast something? member answer a question from another pop, podcast? I member? think that that is a great bumper sticker. I'm gonna tell you why because it's gonna oh, I'm crea- about to fight. It's Jeff. gonna create. <laughs> It's going to create a conversation as it is here where someone is like, no, you that cannot be hyper-literal interpretation. No, but don't do that. Why not? Well, and then the conversation begins. Ultimately, on the God platform, we have no... We have no certainty and no complete understanding of anything of our lives, of our purpose, we are going on literally on faith yeah. in Jesus and our creation and and how do we love people best? And we still, we interpret like, well, it's got to be like loving's got to look like this. We wouldn't want to make people feel bad. or No, you're already interpreting, you know, as a human, like, yeah. but not on a God level. So yeah, I, I think it, it's, it's worth noting and really meditating on when you get the chance, everyone, that Paul, who wrote, a large chunk of the New Testament. I just want to say that so Jeff knows um, that Paul called it a mystery. Called what a mystery? The gospel. I just want you to know I, I'm right? loving you right now by not calling you an asshole. <laughs> asshole. Some I'm actively some, some say some say Zach's an asshole. I wouldn't say that, but some would say that. Pucker up. <laughs> I'm definitely not calling you. <laughs> uh, but he's but that mystery was revealed in Christ. It, okay. Yeah, the gospel is so the good news about Christ. Yeah, that's the mystery revealed. So it, it was a mystery, the mystery and, and it was revealed in Christ. Right. Okay, fine. Forget that. Okay? That's fine. I, I'll tell you what usually my problem is. When someone makes an absolute statement, the Bible says it, um, I believe it, that settles it. What it what it implies, the, the underlying meaning is my interpretation of what the Bible says is absolute and and perfect. Mm. So the statement itself is correct, but people misapply that statement. I would say yes to the second and um, probably no to the first. And I would Most, say, and sometimes I would, the first. And I would sometimes. say people who misapply, <laughs> I don't, you can say that, but you saying that people are misapplying, you have no idea what every individual, what path God has put people on and what purpose they serve. So when you say they misapply, you're kind of taking God's position and inserting yourself. And really it's like, you have no idea how maybe God is actually putting people in place to, to like cause stirring in people and conflict and frustration. You're like, how could you do it that way? And in the end, you're like, how did, how did something I thought was so negative or bad or, or a bad misinterpretation end up like God used them to like get people into conversations. Who knows? Yeah. Here, here's the I, point yeah. that I'm trying to go for. And I'm not fighting you, Scott. I think that there's a there's an yeah. open book to God. Here, here's what I'm trying to go it's for. It's called the Bible. Which is, which <laughs> yes, that's the way to be. That's all about the way. By the way, the title for this episode is 
title for the episode is Scott Says It, I Believe It, That Settles It. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so oh, good. Oh, man. Uh, and by the Joe way, Rogan impressed yeah, Rogan's, by the way, Rogan's B-I-B-L-E. Yes. Scott, I said it to Zach. I'm going to say it the to you. The gospel according to Joe Rogan. I'm trying so hard to love you by not calling you an asshole. Asshole. Uh, Continue. I, I deserve that. I, I received that. Why, I would the, you, why would you say it twice? For Go emphasis. Ahead. You'll... The humility part is is the piece that that I think is is important. This so so it, it it does come back to this like uh, position of absolute absolute knowledge of all the mysteries of the Bible, and it's actually very uh, it's very limiting in in who God is and 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 in the the largeness of of and the richness of theology. And so the moment that we're able to say that. Honestly, the part that bugs me the most is the that settles it part. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If we've settled it, then then the God that we're conceiving is Super in small. our mind is really small yeah. because we because th- that's, that is a statement that says, uh, I've been able to completely define and understand all the mysteries of God. It's not a mystery. Yeah. So I kind of have three, I kind of have three points. So well, I, I just want to say, oh, go ahead. A- yeah. Andy, I am. I'm spiritually aroused by what you just said. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So, so <laughs> we so, would invalidate God's greatness if we. It's limiting. It, yes. Well. So okay. So I guess. So Jeff, from what you said, would you say that? Uh, <laughs> man, I'm getting gas. Keep in mind, just be aware, we got like 15 minutes and yeah. we're already like 50 minutes in, so, which is surprising. Yeah. And it means I'm enjoying well, myself. For like, okay, let's yeah, open so, it up to the drunkard. Go ahead. Yeah. Scott. So Jeff, are you saying that there are no wrong interpretations to scripture? And then for Andy, um, or I guess for the panel here. Oh, yes. Um, let's open up to the panel. I love that. Question. Um, I hope I get the job. Um, would you say, would you say that the, that the correct if we if we change the statement a little bit, that the the correct interpretation of the Bible settles it, is would that be a statement that y'all would be comfortable the with? The Bible says it. I'm trying to figure out what it says. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying that correct, settles it. The correct in, <laughs> the correct interpretation. What God and what God meant by speaking through the authors meant by those words that settles it well that implies that no you, you think that i believe that any one person can have a perfect interpretation no. of the bible no no i'm it does no, no, no okay right no, but i'm You're saying, basically asking is there and i don't absolute, think that's true is there an absolute truth yes. to things and i would say yes however we can never know it okay but that, but that, but we can't know it base, and it's there's absolute truth a but, base we, question. but we can't know all of it like we but, tr- we try to know uh, as much that, as we can, and that's fine. I'm just trying to get a baseline. The correct interpretation, the correct, like Zach said, there is a correct interpretation to Scripture, and that settles it. Whatever that correct interpretation, I is, agree with that. It. As long as that's I can what caveat I said. That that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That will never, we can never uh, know that, because. Well, no, that's fine. That's fine. And, I agree with you. And, I agree with you. No one has I, everything I absolutely correct. I, yeah. And I. Th- my issue with the bumper stickers are very often in interacting with those people. And I was one of them. It is the misunderstanding there. It's their interpretation. And they think that, Oh, I read, I read this English translation. Th- those are God's direct words to me. So even if God told the authors exactly what to write, 
Let's just assume that's true. I, I disagree with that. I disagree with it as well. Okay, but go that's ahead. That's surprising, yep. but I like that. And I know we disagree that, on the details. It's fine. That's not the claim of inerrancy, but go ahead. I, I didn't say that. <laughs> um, but even if assuming that's true, you're still going through like, we don't have original manuscripts. You're going through interpretation on interpretation, editing and editing and editing. Translation. Like, there's many cooks in the kitchen when it comes to compiling scripture and pouring over it. I'm not arguing against the authority of scripture for this purpose. What I am doing is that that person that has that bumper sticker is reading that and thinking, Oh, the way I am interpreting the words I'm reading is exactly what it means when there's a big, there's just a big chasm between the person writing it down originally and the, the reason it got interpreted in various ways to you looking at it in your culture. Yes. And I started, I started that out this, this kind of segment out on that. So we're all in agreement that the correct interpretation of scripture settles it. Okay, good. Jeff, is there, is there an, I never even got to speak. Is there an interpretation? Is there an inaccurate interpretation of scripture? Go. Is there? No, there is no inaccurate interpretation of scripture. Interpretation is an infinite. (laughs) Hold on. Uh No, I I love, I'm I'm not laughing at you. I'm, I love that you just said that. And I'm so quickly. I can't wait. Go ahead. And inter so our interpretation uh, is an infinite, an infinite path of questions and speaking to God and praying and going through life and experiencing the greatness of our world and the people around us and the land and the animals and such and asking just constantly like. You, I mean, we can look back in our lives and say, this is what we thought. This is what we thought our purpose was. Or we thought this part, this verse in the Bible was this, and then it, and then it changed. I mean, to really oversimplify things, it's like taking a, a wide receiver in a, in a football game and going, this is what you're going to do. But then the next game, that doesn't work. And the next game, that doesn't work. <laughs> And it's like there's not, not for Debo, <laughs> but the 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 idea the idea of things are going to change. You're going to go around a corner every single moment in life. It seems, and if you're really praying about it, if you're really you're there and present with the Lord, and you're asking, it it will change and be like, wait, this this worked last time, and so your interpretation is different. In um, from moment to moment, and and uh, that's my belief it, that it's infinite. So to say an interpretation is correct, yes, an interpretation Dude, that, is correct, but it's endless. That feels weaselly to me, man. That it, feels like you're, you're allowed to like change the rules. Well, based you're on not your changing the rules. If you were praying and God spoke to you, and then a, two years from now. In in what seems to be the same scenario, and you've yeah. read a Bible verse, and you're 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 bouncing that off of this Bible verse, and you're like, my goodness, God just spoke something that seems to contradict what I knew in the past or thought I knew was right and true, and now I'm I'm I don't know what to do with this. Is that and God I, or is that you? Well, <laughs> see, how do you know? It's a great question. That's a mystery. I don't think you can. Yeah, I agree. I don't think you can't. I think the veil is thin. Sometimes we get close to being on to something. Uh, and sometimes sometimes we don't. But I, I don't think 
the veil is ever totally removed. There's always that veil of your personal experience and intuition that is kind of clouding. I don't think there's any way we could possibly know God, truly know God and his intentions and purpose. If we did, going back to Andy, we would be talking about a very small God. Why not though? Because there are some characters characteristics of God which are consistent and and general and universal. Which I think what we are trying to do, that's that's Pete's point there. Is like we're trying to boil the 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 Bible down to um which is the Bible down to terms and conditions, very, very ultra specific. And and his point is like it's not it's ambiguous, it's ancient, and it's diverse. And and the point being is we know we know the characteristics of God. And so we can count on those things. So when something when we have uh when we when we have inspiration, we can measure that. Is that does that does does that inspiration that we're encountering is is that from God? Does it align with the characteristics of God that we see in the Bible? And and if it doesn't align with the characteristics of God, then we can question that, right? Yeah, yeah, I we like, should we yeah. should be able to look at that and go. Oh, yeah. told me uh, I'm really feeling like I need to screw my neighbor over on this deal. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, hold on just a second. Where did God screw people over in the like that? That's that's the antithesis of God's character. What you're getting to is the will of God in our life. How do we interpret the will of God in our life? Like and the, the application, yes. and the application of the will of yes. God in our life doesn't need to be ultra complex. That's why, like any any high schooler I talk to, is like, should I go to this great college or that great college? <laughs> Every single time I coach them, I'm like, which, then they ask, which one's in God's will? I'm like, guess what? They're both in God's will. The one that doesn't put your parents in hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. Go, and that's you're right. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, yes, so and 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 I think conflating those things might be a problem, and I think for Pete ends as well, it might be a problem. Uh, God has revealed certain aspects of Himself, or to us, or sure. or many aspects of Himself to a certain degree. So to to say that we can't understand God completely, yes, I think everyone agrees with that. But the things that God has revealed Himself about, did I say that right? No. Um, the things to which God, mean. the degree to which God has revealed Himself, um, I think we can we can look at those um, and and come to reasonable conclusions about certain aspects. Of God's nature, yeah. Um, but Jeff, I think if you if, certainly, if, I totally agree. If you say if you say that that the interpretation is infinite, logically that means that the Bible, that whatever the Bible says, can mean anything. Okay, this comes well, no. This but, comes back no because I think it will fall it's on infinite. God. I, no, I think it will no. The in, our interpretations, but I think it will fall on what is true about you're being Je- too literal, Scott. What is true <laughs> about Jesus? What is true about Jesus? My point. <laughs> and what is true about Jesus? The interpretation of how we apply things to our life, it it could be infinite. We could have mm-hmm. made you know a million decisions, but we we narrowed it down to a few, and we truly feel through a, the Spirit, if we're truly present with the Lord, that there are just a few paths that and a very narrow path to take. But that's still right. You're doing the life application. It still Maybe. leads to interpret. It still leads to this infinite interpretation of of going through our entire lives. And trying to figure out, like, what was, what's the purpose? What's my purpose here for yeah, the maybe Lord? Maybe it's not in, in, in infinite interpretation, but it could be infinite application. Yeah, yeah, 
Uh, yeah. You're taking a you're taking a universal truth of God and you can find infinite ways to apply that in your life. And that's like the point I was trying to make about the kid who goes, man, should I go to this great college or that great college? Which one's in God's will? It's like, well, what are the things of God's will? That he wants you to be happy, that he wants you to love people, that he wants you to be in a place where blah, 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 blah. Continue. Or more likely if, if you're a, a teenage boy, like which girl should I marry? Like which one is God's yeah. will? Right. And I, I've, I've seen that and lived that like way back in the day. It's like, Kids, Way back it's in the, the day, cool one. Marry the cool one. Yeah. Right, but yeah, but but they're right, and you're right. The application is like you could marry anyone, but yeah. will you treat them as Jesus would treat them? And and yes, it would come back to okay. The interpretation is God, Jesus lived a just a perfect life on Earth, and it would have been crucified by social media. And like, how could he go away right now? It's like Jesus lived this life that it's like, how do you follow, how do you follow that? And how do you treat people this way? And do I, this person's ruining our family. How do I treat this person with just the utmost yeah. respect and love? And what does love look like? Cause Scott would say, Set well, him some, fire and sometimes, him you know, love is like hard. True. Like you got to, this is not going to be easy. It's going to be a different kind yeah, of love. I think everyone agrees with that. But, but there's an interpretation yeah. that we I would contradict s- is the the idea of loving people. It's like sometimes it's hard love. Sometimes it's it's uh you know just signified be, by the be term sometimes and yes. empathy. Right. Yes. Infinite but, application of yeah. a finite truth. So Jeff, I would encourage you instead of using the word interpretation. No, I would, I'm going to interpret that my own way. But continue. I would. I like say like Andy was saying. I would say. <laughs> I would say there are there is a broad range of application, uh, just because it sounds like you're saying uh, by saying there's an infinite interpretation. All right, it just seems like I you're saying you. there's an infinite. How number. about thought process? Hold it can mean anything. All right, we got to jump off the train. Um, real quick though, we got a taste of what it looks like for Scott to love God with your mind. It involves like searching the scriptures. Part yeah, part yeah, yeah. We never really defined it, but maybe give a quick summary on on what it what it looks like now for you now, for me, it's like the thrill of the hunt, like loving God. And God could, could mean like what our idea of God or my idea of God. And it's mostly just ultimate reality. The pursuit of how things actually work and why is something that fascinates me. And it's the thrill of the hunt. Um, you're trying to start a new topic when no, we need to land this plane? we're landing it. Me loving God with all my mind is is the thrill of the hunt, pursuing, yeah. pursuing what is actually true. It's like the ultimate, you know, what, what makes falling in love with a woman or a man or whoever you are, whatever it is, it's the pursuit. It's the mystery. It's finding out new things. And if, if things get stale, it's because you're there's not, the mystery is gone very often. And I, I think the good news is, and it's, it's bad news for people that crave certainty and they start to realize like my old self that your certainty was in vain. Yeah. Um, but it can, depending on your perspective, it can unlock this new reality of constant pursuit, which is fulfilling in and of itself. As long as you understand you're not, you're yeah. not, you're never going to get there and that's okay. That's, that's the beautiful thing. It's actually more than okay. Yeah, like, and, we, and we can talk it's about what, it's the magic of life. Yeah, and we can talk about this next week, but I am completely lost. 
Okay. I'm completely lost That's in good. life. Tesla, oh, will, oh. Tesla will take you home. I'm compl- No, I don't mean in GPS. I'm completely like in prayer life in with my wife and with my kids. I have questions. I have doubts. I'm, I'm dying inside and I'm alive wow. inside and I'm trying to figure out how my aliveness is going to pick up the pieces. And I'm like, I am drowning in some a little bit of shame and i i'm like i and it's in my nature to fight for it all mm. so next on bros bibles and beer holy uh, shit for sure that man a, that's kind of a bombshell is that what that word is yeah we're cliffhanger all, yeah. cliffhanger for next yeah. week Ooh, we're i like actually, it okay and this is going to be the the actual timestamp of that's going to hold us accountable if we don't talk okay. about it yeah, we it's have gonna to happen. go live next time so yep. ask Jeff questions. <laughs> Jeff might be deconstructing, guys. He's like starting the process. Or, yep. Well, we're about to find out next uh, week. Uh, when you tune in, okay, we've got to go, we've got to go round robin so quick. fast. Yes. No, but no. Can you give a summary of your loving God with your mind, or did you feel like you did it in the midst no, of this conversation? I feel, I feel like it was, it was okay. pretty good. Yeah. It, uh, doubt your doubts. Believe your beliefs. Um, I think questioning is great. God is God is bigger than your questions. Is the the way I would put it. And so he can. He, He's there to handle your questions and don't don't demolish, deconstruct with the intention of reconstructing. But if you do have questions, you can email Scott at scott at brosbattlesbeer.com and he will answer them for you. Yeah. Go ahead, Scott. Well, I was saying, do you mean don't deconstruct without the intention? We can't flesh this out. I think out. that's what I said. Did I say deconstruct? Don't deconstruct. Don't demolish. For the love of God and podcast, we Decon- just need to land. His statement. Don't demolish. And <laughs> deconstruct. Give your own. But don't do so without the intention of reconstruction. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I um, as long as Scott approves, we can move yes, on. Yes. Yes. I need to be certain. Hire him as your contractor. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So part of loving God with all your mind is seeking out what he has revealed about himself in scripture. Okay. Um, and then w- when you, you kind of go through that, some of the simpler, more clear statements are like taking every thought captive. Paul talks about that. Um, and then Jesus talks about the, the two greatest commandments. You're saying things other people have said, just Prisoners. a summary from yourself. Wow. Prisoner of wow. the mind. Wow, okay. You, we uh, could be here all night saying things guys, that Jesus said and Paul said. Um, what just give us say? a summary. That was a summary, guys. Okay. If it's, so what I think about loving God with all your mind has been said before. Jeff, go. Oh. Okay, thank you. It's been said in the Bible. Go, Jeff. Uh, I already <laughs> gave my... Already, <laughs> I love that. I already told you where I'm at right. and what I, you know, it's... All right, if we let Jeff talk, he's going to start crying. Not that that's a bad thing, but it's going to make us ask more questions. We're going to miss the softball crying. game. Crying. No question. That's the most important thing for <laughs> softball me, to watch me fail pro- miserably at softball. Well, I'm telling you, next podcast. Okay, it's on. Yeah. Explosivo. Uh, one sentence answers. What are you consuming, Zach? I watched the movie Children of Men with Clive Owen, mm. and I cried... And uh, it's a it's a beautiful movie about how uh, people are infertile, no more babies are born, and then there's a glimmer of hope and the 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 need to protect the the one thing the, that sa- can save the savior humanity. motif. Yeah, yes. uh, I, I believe saw that. I one agree. of the longest single shots in any movie in modern history. I, I, I pointed it out oh, to. Right. There's actually three yes. of them that are pretty good, and there's like the one that's super long. And I I was watching it with my oldest daughter, and I pointed it out, and I was just like. It's like 12 she minutes She couldn't long. get me to shut up. I was like, do you, do you see what's happening right now? Do you see it? It hasn't cut. It hasn't cut. It's amazing. It's 12 minutes. Jeff, what are you consuming? Nothing. Nothing. Wow. I don't so believe my, you. My, uh, my church, did, we do a fast every 
January. So I fasted from YouTube for a week. That was rough. Um, uh, <laughs> I but, believe it. But, you know, it turns out that uh, the world is still spinning. Yeah. And everything that was would have been said in that week, uh, they're still saying it uh, this week. And they were saying it three years ago before COVID. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a, I, I didn't miss much. Yeah. That's a good lesson for myself. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I'm reading that Pete ends book. I'm reading uh, Jesus. Take the wheel. Listening to lots of Carrie Underwood. Jesus, an interview across time. It's by Andrew Hodges. It's, um, it's cool. It, uh, I, I really like it. It's basically, he takes, he interviews Jesus. Oh. Um, and it's topical. Like you can just, go to any point in the, in the book, open it up and just read it. And it's really And cool. it'll be applicable to your life, just like the Bible, right? Yes. Yeah. And then I'm also watching the book of Boba Fett on Disney plus yeah, starring no Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a huge head. It looks like him. Go look it up. Oh <laughs> he looks gosh. like, he looks like Joe Rogan. All right, boys, uh, uh, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to get in touch with us, you can get a hold of us at bros, Bibles, beer on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you want to email us, Brosbabblesbeer at gmail.com and then uh, leave us a voicemail anchor.fm slash BBB pod. And if you're single and have long hair and and your face is covered and you're and you don't speak in church and you don't speak in church and you're small because the Bible tells me so and you have lady parts and you have lady parts naturally. (laughs) What's my email address? Scott at brosbabblesbeer.com. Yes. There you go. Well, and you're in the range of you know, my age. Yeah. Roughly born between 89 and a half. Let's just say 25 to 50. 25. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, Did you ever watch Indiana yeah. Jones when yeah. it first came out? My interpretation <laughs> <Yeah>. Lady Parts <laughs> is infinite. Yeah. Wait, which one? That's perfect. You know what? I think uh, the range is okay. <laughs> probably fine. All right, thanks. We'll catch you next week. 